What's up, guys? Looks like y'all are ready to rock, huh? <laughs> Let's get right into it. Um, this next chapter is called Shadowy Alliances. And if anyone has any comments or questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. Feel free to call in right now. I can make one of you guys a mod if anyone wants to be able to stop me while I'm reading so I can um, uh, maybe go back and read something again or reiterate a point. Um, no rush or pressure on that front. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs to get us started. So here we are on Whitney Webb's new book, One Nation Under Black Mill. This chapter is called Shadowy Alliances. Lucky Luciano was born in Sicily in 1897 and arrived in American shores in 1906. At a young age, he formed his own gang, which offered protection to Jewish immigrants from Italian and Irish organized crime elements in exchange for small fees. This protection, unsurprisingly, was tested a tantamount to extortion and the money he occurred allowed him to begin expanding into other rackets, including no prostitution. Early on, he met and formed an alliance with another young gangster named Frank Costello, an immigrant from Calabria, Italy. Together, the two consolidated their power by <clears throat> taking control of the numerous uh, environs now considered typical of organized crime, prostitution, narcotics, and even organized labor in New York City docks. As their business expanded, so too did their revenue. Soon Luciano and his cohorts were being propelled to the heights of power in New York City. Thomas Dewey once committed or commented that uh, Luciano's business was far flung and brought in law revenue. This was estimated to be far in excess of 12 million a year. Key to Luciano and Costello's operation was the fact it had overcome the traditional uh, bifurcation of organized crime into ethnic enclaves. For the first time in Luciano's growing criminal empire, Italian, Jewish, and Irish criminal networks intermingled and cooperated with one another. However, this early cooperation lacked the cohesion and integration that the networks born out of Luciano's and Costello's enterprise would develop in years to come. <clears throat> so let me check on you guys real quick, make sure we got all those vocabulary words covered. We got all the questions in the chat. Um, nothing. All right, I'm gonna keep going. So let's see here. Joining Luciano and Costello in their criminal enterprise was Mayor Lansky and his close friend, ben, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel. Lansky was well-connected in Jewish mob circles, and he, along with Siegel, had amassed significant wealth during the Prohibition era. Lansky, whose long shadow was cast across the entire history of organized crime in the 20th century, was something of a visionary. Various accounts uh, paint him as the intellectual architect behind the multi-ethnic organized crime model that Luciano successfully pursued. Lansky was also instrumental in bringing mob groups into the world of gambling. He helped set up casinos in the Caribbean that would be utilized to wash the money generated by their various vices and rackets. Perhaps the most important of all was Lansky had also helped develop the use of a complex banking network, which he adopted in an effort to avoid the fate of Al Capone. After all, Capone had not been taken down for the murder or, or extortion, but for tax evasion. This Luciano Costello Lansky Siegel alliance was the basis of what subsequently became known as the National Crime Syndicate. Far from the well organized image of the mafia, 
often promoted by the media national crime syndicate operated loosely at best and according to some commentators did not actually exist in any meaningful way such arguments might be going a step too far although they are worth considering the national crime uh, national crime syndicate might be best understood as a social network a sprawling faction filled web of associates and organizations that either collaborated or competed depending on the situation or the spoils in 1936, the emerging crime network took what at first glance appeared to be a major blow following the arrest and successful prosecution of Luciano by Thomas E. Dewey in a spectacular, if not sensational, trial. Luciano's apparent downfall came via an assault on New York City's prostitution rackets, which his organization firmly controlled. As Alfred McCoy summarizes, Dewey's investigators felt that the forced prostitution charge would be more likely to offend public sensibilities and secure a conviction. A handful of prostitutes who worked in Luciano's brothels testified against him, and a New York court quickly sentenced the gangster to a 30 to 50 year jail term. Uh, Dewey's role in the affair was quite interesting. Six years later, when he ran to secure the presidential nomination for the Republican Party, he joined forces with John Foster Doles, the brother of Alan Doles, best known for the, his role in the first civilian head of the CIA in the early years of the Cold War. Doles, a member of the internationalist camp of American politics that typified the attitudes of the elite, Eastern establishment impressed upon Dewey the importance of overcoming the isolationist factions of the Republican Party. What Doles got in exchange for his steering of Dewey in pursuit of, in pursuit of political power was his own rise through the ranks of the party, ultimately culminating in his service as President Dwight D. Eisenhower's Secretary of State. Wow. Um, this is amazing. Um, so Dewey, <clears throat> let me get this straight. Um, uh, okay, prosecution of Luciano by Thomas E. Dewey. Yeah, so uh, Dewey is the prosecutor of Luciano, uh, and he rose as high as the ranks of... Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower's Secretary of State. Even more curious was an investment that Dewey made during the 1950s in an, in, in an entity called the Mary Carter Paint Company, later renamed Resorts International. Mary Carter was controlled by the Crosby family, and its operations were overseen by the most practical-minded of the family's sons, James Crosby. Mary Carter was deeply tied to the organized crime networks. It worked closely in developing businesses in the Bahamas, hand-in-hand -hand with a number of Meyer Lansky frontmen, while James' brother Peter Crosby was a notorious confidence, uh, confidence man with an impressive roster of criminal contacts. It had also been widely rumored that Mary Carter was a CIA front company. So this one has like a little attachment to it. And it leads me here. Sally Denton and Roger Morris write that the Mary Carter paint company was widely considered to be a CIA front that laundered money to the Cuban exile army in the early 1960s. Sally Denton and Roger Morris, the money and the power of the making of Las Vegas and its hold on America. It's from... 
Okay. And we have some other end notes here. Uh, Alfred W. McCoy, The Politics of Heroin, CIA Complicity in the Global Drug Trade, Afghanistan, Southeast Asia, Central America, Colombia, uh, Chicago Lawrence by Independence Media. All right, so these, these are sources for some of her material. Here seems to be an important one. Priscilla M. Roberts in the American Eastern Establishment, a challenge for historians, describes the concept as encompassing a body of individuals committed to what are often loosely termed internationalist policies. Men drawn from the leading financial and business institutions, law firms, Ivy League universities, major philanthropic foundations, and communications media of the East Coast, who take particular interest in and have substantial impact upon the direction of 20th century foreign affairs from the Shafir newsletter, December 1983. Boom, bada, bing. Okay. So, interesting. Um... Let's uh, go back Mundo, right back to my story. Um, wow, I'm so lost. I, I'm not a really big fan of this old, uh, how do you say, um, Kindle app. <laughs> but it is it is functioning. Um, I'll say I think we're almost done. With, yep, we have officially finished that chapter. So... This is good enough that we wrapped that up right here. Um, the next chapter is the OSS. So tune in next time. We'll be going over that. Um, if anyone has any questions, comments, uh, drop them in the room chat, send me a message, whatever. We'll get to them. And I hope everyone learns something 